is a mess. I'm really struggling here. Can't make heads or tails of this. How do they expect normal guys like me to deal with this crap? I'm a creative. I deal in arts and words and humor and sentences. This is beyond my scope. I'm at a loss. I'm struggling with this. You're right about one thing. Guys shouldn't be expected to have to sort this shit out. Like, there are no creative solutions here. I'm going to pull my hair out. Trying to figure this out is causing me stress. They say too much cortisol can decrease libido. Fuck, I I certainly cannot allow that to happen. Me neither, my friend. Me neither. Sex is everything. We definitely wouldn't want to see our sex drives lowered. Uh, anyway, well, the task at hand certainly is a bitch. At least we're able to tackle it together. You know what they say, uh, two heads are better than one. <laughs> Which is why we are doing this together, my boy. Right, right, right. That makes things just a little more tolerable. Hey, a, a beer to drink doesn't hurt at all, either. <sighs> Not bad. In regards to what I was saying earlier about heads, two are usually better than one, as you might expect. You know, except, of course, in the case of mutations. <laughs> Yeah, mutations don't exactly apply to the adage. In these cases, having two heads, otherwise known as bicephaly, which is itself an umbrella term for a number of different maladies, often leads to stillbirth or death shortly after birth in humans. You know, Matthew, in rare instances, survival to adulthood can occur, but even then... I'm sure you can imagine how having two heads can lead to a multitude of problems. <sighs> that was a mouthful. Uh, gonna drink some more beer. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I can certainly imagine the ramifications. Specifically in cases of Decephalus parapagus dippus, commonly referred to as partial or conjoined twins. You know, two functioning heads, one body. As Chance may have it recently. Uh, I've actually been taking multiple philosophy courses at my local junior college for pleasure. In these courses, we've been forced to consider Decephalus parapagus dippus from moral and ethical angles. If one twin commits a crime, should the innocent half be sent to prison along with the guilty half? What if the twins possess different tastes? Uh, is it a crime if one objects to romantic advances? If one twin commits suicide, how can it be determined to not be, well, murder? What, what if one twin is asleep and the other is awake? Uh, is it academic dishonesty if one tells the other answers to a test? Uh, what if one twin likes you but the other doesn't? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, now... Those are some pretty serious questions that arise when a body exists with two heads. We should change that old adage to say, two heads on two separate bodies are better than one head with one corresponding body. Seriously. The adage needs an update, yo. Yeah. By the way, in the wild, snakes and turtles are the animals most likely to be born with bicephaly. That's awesome. Two-headed snakes and turtles don't exactly warrant the same kind of attention from philosophers, ethicists, and thought leaders that two-headed humans do. <laughs> My professors, like at least up until this point, they haven't really forced me to think about other two-headed animals at all. Chill, chill. You know, ethical considerations for two-headed animals other than humans? Yeah, we can safely put those out of our minds. Yeah, pretty much these animals, by and large, don't survive for long in the wild anyway. The two heads of a snake, for example, may not agree on which direction to travel. Occasionally, they've even been observed trying to, well, eat each other. Shudders. 
Wow. <laughs> I just got the chills. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, okay. Get this, Maddie. This is going to blow your mind. Imagine how crazy it would be if you and I were two heads on the same body. <laughs> what if I tried to like bite and eat you? <laughs> Wouldn't that be seriously fucked up? Holy shit. Yeah. That would be terrifying and just awful. <laughs> We'd be recording the podcast and like suddenly your brain would just go munchy mode. <laughs> You'd probably gnash your teeth and take a big old bite out of my face and just start to chew it up in order to swallow the flesh more easily. I would probably like scream in pain and just feel betrayed. The next bite would be even more agonizing physically, but hopefully by then, uh, Mentally, I'd be resigned to my fate. Certainly would hope so. It'd be awesome if you could just quickly accept the reality of the situation, therefore somewhat mitigate your suffering. Mitigating suffering is my modus operandi, my friend. I'll resign myself to whatever situation I'm in, as soon as I process what that situation is or was. Awesome. Hey, so, um, all of that being said, um, it leaves me curious to know if you're tasty. <laughs> Jay, why are you actually considering the flavor of my fresh flesh? Like, I thought we were just talking and podcasting and joking around. I can't help it, dude. I am a carnivore. <laughs> Once I've got the scent of meat on my brain, it's hard to stop salivating. <laughs> you can probably see my saliva from your vantage point. Dude, I can see a faintly blue blob-shaped ring around your mouth representing saliva. <laughs> You're honestly starting to creep me the hell out. Like, I'm not your dinner, my friend. <laughs> I'm a confidant of yours, for crying out loud. Jesus. <laughs> yes, I'm evil like a devil. <laughs> yes, tasty confidant Matthew a la mode <laughs> served for lunch. <laughs> I love this kind of fare. Would be yummy with dipping sauces. Sigh. I guess my podcast partner is. Pretty morbid, I guess. <laughs> like, where is this sudden surge of darkness coming from? Like, Jay, did you read a freaky book or something? Or uh, did you watch a horror film or something of the like? <laughs> Help me out here. I'm, I'm trying to get an explanation or an understanding of the situation. What? No, you know me. I like sick and twisted shit. Although I must say that those who know me recognize that, you know, underneath my morbid sense of humor lies one caring individual. Morbid topics fascinate me. Topics such as murder, cannibalism, decapitation, Frankenstein, flaying, and blood-sucking vamps. These topics are inherently interesting, no? But behind all that is one down-to-earth, passionate, Disney and Star Wars loving motherfucker. <laughs> You're right. I too also love all that shit. Shit like true grisly crimes, blood sucking monsters, uh, and chilling tales that just chill you to the damn bone. It's pretty awesome. Pretty interesting that we can be fascinated by such dark subjects yet still have two respective hearts of gold. What can I say? I love fairy tale endings, romance movies, and having a good cry with a friend. I'm sensitive, but I'm also multidimensional. Give me all the gory movies and the rom coms. <laughs> I'll stay up watching them yep. super, super late, and the whole time I'll just be feeling excited and happy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Let's get back to the task at hand. You know, what we were doing before we started gabbing on about all this frankly crazy stuff. Well, we can get back to it after I grab myself another brewski. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tastes good. Tastes like it was made by a big company that really knows what they're doing. Man, I hate when a longtime friend of mine tries to make me drink his beer that he brewed in his basement or whatever. It's like, ugh, like this was brewed in your basement? <laughs> Isn't the basement where creeps keep the peeps they've captured? You know, captives or those who've been human trafficked or whatever the situation is. The flavor profiles of these home-brewed ales are just all wrong, too. They taste like crap. Leave the beer brewing to the conglomerates, <laughs> all right? Like, they know what they're doing. You don't. You're just a friend of mine. <laughs> Damn. That kind of just sounded like I was doing my stand-up just now, huh? But funnily enough, I'm, I'm actually not. Fuck, I love I'm actually doing comedy. this task at hand. Okay, okay. Sorry, let's let's focus on the task again. Um, remember, Jay, we were uh, trying to figure out how to assemble this damn Swedish IKEA furniture. Yeah, this damn Northern European furniture has been giving me a headache. Sure, it was cheap, and looks like it will be attractive enough once assembled with a chic yet sensible modern design. Sleek, stylish, cool. Assembly, however, has proven to be a nuisance. I'm, I'm going to take a sip of my beer. At this rate, we'll never figure it out. Damn Nordic crap. Isn't Sweden the land of the Vikings or whatever? I thought Vikings were supposed to be awesome and shit. Like, running around and doing awesome Viking stuff. This furniture is just... I don't know. It's not awesome. It's hard and difficult to deal with and of course this is just another part of the ongoing saga of today's ikea run shudder i don't even want to think about how negative an experience visiting the ikea retail location was God, uh, just makes me want to take a sip of my beer so uh sipperoni uh. I really don't want to think about it either. <sighs> but I can picture it now. All right. Here we are at IKEA, the world's largest retailer of furniture. I'm excited to get some new Fernie for the studio, yo. And I'm excited to finally be done driving around the parking lot ceaselessly looking for a parking spot. As am I, as am I. My excitement is made greater by this relief. Getting designer-look furniture at wholesale prices is basically icing on the proverbial cake at this point. Mm. Saying cake right now just reminded me that I am pretty hungry. I propose we head up to the cafeteria area and see what's on offer. Hell to the yeah! I'd love to try some of their famous Swedish meatballs, lingonberry sauce, Mashed potatoes with sauce, uh, etc. I mean, you get the gist. So, where's the cafeteria located again? Uh, I think it's this way. <laughs> Ugh. We've been walking for a while now. My stomach is grumbling. I'm unhappy. Where is the cafeteria? Hmm, I think it must be um, this way. All right, let's see. Nope, not here. This is just a bunch of furniture. Let's walk uh, this way. All right, sounds good. Nope. No food here, just more furniture. Um, maybe we can sit on some of this furniture and think about it for a while. Yeah, sounds good. Ugh, this is terrible. I can't think straight when I don't have a good meal in me. And I get hangry, too. You won't like Matthew when he's hangry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, tell me about it. You must be pretty hungry too, no? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty hungry. I could go for some food real bad right now. I'm at the risk of becoming hangry too. <laughs> and I've started to become unhappy with the situation overall. Yeah. Fuck, I could use a beer this time. The truth is, we're lost. <laughs> Badly lost. I can't tell one area of furniture apart from the next. <laughs> it all just seems like a bunch of furnishings. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. A beer does sound delicious right now. Yeah. We're badly lost, and beer sounds good. Hmm. I think I see an employee over there. Oh, yeah. Um, I see him there. He's idling. Yeah, he's standing over there. He's not loitering, but I don't know. He might be loafing. Either way, I intend to approach him. Here I go. All right. Hello, excuse me. Uh, we were just browsing the furniture and we were wondering where the cafeteria area was because my friend and I are hungry. We're, we're actually at the risk of becoming hangry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I get that way too. I totally understand the way you feel right now. Anyways, the cafeteria area? Yeah, I can point you in the right direction. If you walk through the kitchen's area, you'll arrive at the dining area. Don't be confused. This is a shopping area I'm referring to, not a kitchen to our cafeteria or anything. Proceed through that area and you'll get to the bedroom area. Don't stop there. After you walk through that area, you'll arrive at bedroom storage. At this point, you're nearing your goal. Head on to the children's IKEA area. You're almost there. From the children's IKEA area, you can proceed straight to the cafeteria area. There, you can purchase food and drinks that can be eaten on the premises. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Have a nice day. Thank you, Jeff. No problem. All right, I got directions. Let's head to the cafeteria. All right, cool. No, I, you know, I heard the conversation, just in case you forget any part of the briefing. All right. We walk through the kitchens area, dining area, bedrooms area, bedroom storage area. Um, what's next again? I believe we're supposed to proceed to the children's IKEA area. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's head there. Uh, is that this way? Uh, I'm actually not sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask an employee. I think I see one off in the corner over there. Perfect. Now go for it. I'll wait for you here. All right. How long have you been working there? Off the corner and back into the center of the area so that we can um, get back on the right path. Is that near the paintings in the uh, IKEA area? I actually don't know where it is. All right. Uh, the employee directed us to head this way. All right. Sounds cool. Lead the way. So this is children's Ikea. Looks nice. Uh, do you want children, Matthew? Yes. Do you, Jay? Yes, uh, I do. There's the cafeteria. Let's head straight there. Sounds good. Ah. Uh, here we are at last. It's a bit of a line. That kind of upsets me, but at this point, come all this way. Let's get in it and think about what we might order. You said it, brother. I didn't come all this way for nothing. Nor did I, my friend. Nor did I. So, um, what do you think you want to order? Uh, I'm going to get the big meatballs with all the fixings. <laughs> cool. Me too. Sounds damn delicious. It's going to hit the spot when it's ordered and paid for with legal tender. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can't just steal the food. That would be wrong. Although, 
I have been known to munch a bit on the way to the registers. Oh, Matthew, you naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> yeah, what, what's more, when you said legal tender back there, it reminded me of chicken tenders, which are also available here. <laughs> uh huh, Matthew, side eye. Puns much? <laughs> yeah, I'm a pun head. You are. <laughs> Say, do you want to stop recording for about 20 seconds? You know, so we can concentrate our mental energy on ordering and everything. Uh, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Let's just click it off for now. Uh, check, check. Um, check, check. Uh, is this on? Testing! Looks, Looks like, like we're, we're back, back online. online! The food will be $13. Here, Here you go. go. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, let's uh, sit over there and eat for a bit. Um, how are you finding your meal? Satisfactory? My meal certainly is. I don't mind masticating it up and ingurgitating it down. Yes, it is satisfactory. The flavors were adequate, and the experience overall was to my standards. I'm just about finished. Are you just about ready to start shopping for furniture? Wait. Wait a second. Um... Actually, not sure if I'm ready, actually. Um, oh, boy. Oh. I'm starting to feel a bit sleepy and tired. Wake up, wake up. Uh, mm. My, my. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm starting to feel the exact same way. Shit. Ugh. It's the dreaded food coma I'm in. Yeah. Got a big, fat, Swedish food baby in my belly, and I plan on keeping it. Funnily enough, I do feel lethargic at the moment, but food baby kind of does the opposite of what a regular human baby does to the body. <laughs> my fucking food baby is providing my body with nutrients. Nutrients I need for everyday life. Such as vitamin B12, and protein, and iron. A normal baby would sap my energy. Kind of like a blood-sucking vamp or some other similar parasitic organism. In order to grow, the fetus draws nutrients away from its carrier. I'd have to consume twice as much to sustain the growth of the little tyke. In addition... I'd also have to give birth to it. Ah. Sir, I want kids, as I mentioned before, but not now. For now, I just want food babies. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Or funny of me to say to you, at least? <laughs> that is funny. Although I'm feeling too feeble to laugh out loud due to my big food baby. <laughs> look, I look pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> So you do, so you do. <laughs> Matthew, my pregnant friend. <laughs> if you were pregnant, you'd probably start craving all sorts of crazy stuff, like what, pickles and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be eating all sorts of random shit. <laughs> Sounds gross. Totally gross, yeah. Uh, I'm still feeling so tired. I can't move. Me neither. Gosh, what should we do? We're supposed to shop for Fernie for the podcast studio, you know? <laughs> for our podcast guests. Right. You're right. But we can't continue like this. We're too exhausted. We're going to need to wait for a little while. Ugh, I hate waiting. As do I. As do I. I, I have an idea, though. Um... Why don't we record an interesting conversation segment for the cast? Like, yeah, we're already recording anyway. Why don't we just pick a topic and oh, do what we do best? Talk. Great idea, Jay. I'd love to do that. We happen to have the perfect subject. Do tell. The subject I have in mind is, do you believe in God? Mm. Isn't that kind of a personal question, Matthew? Well, 
yes, but need I remind you of the title of Ye Old Podcast, Up Close and Personal? <laughs> Damn it, you're right. I shouldn't be scared to approach such subjects. I need to open up about my religious and or spiritual beliefs. By the way, before I divulge, I noticed you said, um, was it Ye Old Podcast? Like some sort of old timey thing? What the hell is up with old timey stuff? Having all sorts of like extra E's at the end of words. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. I never considered it, but that is crazy. <laughs> Language is crazy, yo. Anyways, um, to answer your question about God, I am undecided. <laughs> undecided? That's interesting. As for me, I'm not religious per se, but I believe in God. I think he is probably a really good God. I mean, if he created us creatives and gave us the power to create such wonderful things for others, then he must be doing something, right? Wow, no, that's awesome. Do you pray? Yes. That's awesome. Now, I don't, but it sounds like it could be cool. It is cool. Praying is like talking to God. Awesome. Well, maybe I should follow in the footsteps of Blaise Pascal? I'm familiar with Blaise Pascal. Pascal was an old French philosopher. Um, he postulated the argument that the risk of not believing in God was too great. You're essentially gambling with your life. Do you really want to spend eternity in hell because you chose not to believe in God during your short time on earth? Believing in God seems like the right way forward for most peeps who want to avoid burning in fire. If you hate fire, hells suck. It is literally a firefighter's nightmare. There are like eight firefighters in all of hell and they have to work double duty. Hell is decently big too. It's like the size of Missouri and there are eight firefighters and the eight firefighters get like five hours of sleep a night like and they work six days a week their weekends are so short i feel bad for them cool uh by the way funny you mentioned pascal we recently learned about pascal in one of my junior college philosophy courses that i'm taking for pleasure that i mentioned earlier by the way we we haven't really done one of these in a while but does that count as a callback <laughs> i guess it does maddie boy by the way, isn't it ridiculous that we are discussing such a heavy topic like God while being so heavy with Ikea-based food base? <laughs> kind of makes me want to laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of epic, actually. I would love to create a novelty YouTube channel where uh, with you, you know, you and me together on the channel, we just do that kind of thing. Like, we can gorge ourselves, just get really heavy with food babies and discuss human trafficking or drug killings shudder <laughs> anyway basically anything heinous and you could have lots of different camera angles like i love it like one cool thing about youtube nowadays you can just have so many cool camera angles and just cool styles for your videos yeah <laughs> you are right about this like Discussing tragic subjects while full of lots of great food would be greatly enhanced with a strong directorial and cinematographic vision. Close-up, Dutch angles, and special effects could be employed to really bring the project together. Epic idea. But okay, this little side gig of ours, so to speak, let's just discuss it later. Like, are we finally feeling ready to shop for furniture? I'm ready. Let's, let's do, do it! it. Shudder. That was one trip to Ikea that I'd rather not remember. Let's not discuss it any further. <sighs> Sounds like a plan, my man. Besides, we really have to focus on getting the damn furniture built at this point. Our guest is going to be here soon, and... <laughs> We'll have no furniture to sit his ass down on. Denying a guest the use of furniture is like denying the ocean the use of water. It's just not right. You know, oceans use water every day. They use it to suspend creatures and plants. Without access to water, oceans would be unable to float these organisms. Who would be forced to live on the ground of the ocean instead? Likely in a heap of some sort. <laughs> 
<laughs> or maybe they'd be spread out in one roughly even layer. Who's to say? Not me. Either way, it doesn't make for a very happy ocean now, does it? Not exactly painting pictures of Finding Nemo in my mind. <laughs> Finding Nemo features fish and various other aquatic animals. Imagine if the animators who worked on the film were suddenly thrust into a world where oceans weren't allowed to use water. How would they have been able to animate Nemo swimming along with his friends? <laughs> the idea would seem patently absurd to these animators. They'd be like, hell, uh, why are we depicting creatures swimming in water? <laughs> they usually just lie at the bottom of the ocean in a dry heap or pile or whatever it's called, rotting away all day. I think that's what the animators would say. And they would feel sad to be working on such a sham of a project. Yeah, you said it, Matthew. I would hate to be a texture artist, digital painter, character rigger, animator, even mocap actor on Finding Nemo in this world you've envisioned. Nope. Any luck with the leg of that furniture? Not really. Any luck with the back of that furniture? No. And we're running out of time. Fuck it, dude. I think we might just have to make do. Our guest is set to arrive almost any second now. Damn, I, I think I heard the entrance open. Must be in the foyer by now. C-minus 15 seconds till he's knocking up a storm on the studio door. Drat. Well, here he comes. Let's welcome him, I suppose. Please, Please come, come in. in. Hey guys, long time no see. Hope you don't mind that I dress casually for the recording session. What's up? Oh, and what's that pile of junk on the floor? Is that some furniture? Hey, what's up, Joe? Thanks for coming over to our house to be a guest on our cast. No problem, man. Yeah, that's a uh, big pile of Ikea on the floor right there. I'm sheepishly pawing my foot on the ground here because uh, we were unable to finish the assembly of the fucking furniture and now we don't have any furniture for you to use. Sorry, man. I really am. Oh, hey. You said they're Ikeas, right? Yep. Why don't I lend you a hand? It can serve as something of an icebreaker. We can chat while we work. And what's more, my wife and I are something like Ikea experts at this point. Wow, really? Yes. At least at assembling the damn furniture. I don't recommend visiting an IKEA location with a significant other. Partners tend to get crossed with one another at the establishment. Let's just say nasty language gets involved. One time, my wife and I argued to the point where, well, I'd rather not talk about it. Of course, everything is fine now. Cool. Let's work on the furniture. Hey, thanks again for offering to help. Uh, want a beer? No problem. And hell yeah, I would love a beer. Cool, I'll get you one. Uh, 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 you got any Carlsberg? Uh, coming right up. So... What's going on with you guys? And nothing much. Just mainly a bit tired and kind of want something to eat. How about you? Thanks for the beer, by the way. English beer tastes awesome. Not much going on with me. Just thinking about animals. Huh. huh. Animals, yeah. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> I was just thinking that animals are freaking awesome. Peter Griffin reference! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, that's right. Anyways, I was saying that I think I, animals are incredible. Some of them have so many legs, and they have different techniques for avoiding predation and acquiring the resources they need to survive. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like... Like horses, which have four long, sturdy legs with which to escape evil animals that want to kill them. They can also use it to move around and around to different areas of grass to eat it. And, and horses are just one of the many extant species that form the taxonomy. 
family equity, which includes donkeys and even zebras. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Imagine if all of these species actually formed a big-ass family. <laughs> family gatherings would be so, well, smelly. And finding a large area enough to host the event would be nigh impossible. Or should I say, nigh impossible. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. An Equiday family reunion. <clears throat> Hello, Mr. Donkey. How's your son been? <laughs> hey, hey, cousin mule. Hey, hey, hey is for horses. I'm a mule. <laughs> Who would be bedlam? Oh, animals. They truly are something else. Birds have got these sharp claws at the end of their legs, you know, that they can use to scratch. And fish, well, they don't have any legs, but that kind of makes them more interesting. Say, what's your favorite kind of fish? Jay, I mean. Fish. Not too sure. I don't think I know many kinds of fish. (laughs) I mean, I can think of fish that you eat, like whitefish. Yeah. (laughs) Like those, uh, those are yummy. Matthew, do you like any sort of fish? Or? I like a goldfish. <laughs> might might that have something to do with the snack goldfish? <laughs> or maybe because your last name is Golden. <laughs> uh, I guess so. While we're discussing last names, uh, uh, yours is para, right? Which <laughs> honestly sounds like the pear fruit. Yeah, and, and mine is Weingarten. All of our last names have something to do with food. There's goldfish crackers, wine, and pears. I mean, para is actually pear in Spanish. Mm. And all this good food talk combined with the assembly of these Ikeas is making me hungry. Maybe we can order some food, guys. Have you ever heard of Grubhub? I think it's a delivery service. Yeah, like, I want to say Postmates or something. Like, is Postmates like that? Like, mm, mm-hmm. whatever Grubhub might be? I think you got it. The two fall under the same general umbrella of services. They are both food delivery apps that you can get on your phone, or even your device. I like to use my Grubhub to get Thai. Pad Thai. Each of you can download your own Grubhubs from an application store and choose any sort of fare you want to eat. Speaking of which, what kind of fare do you two enjoy? Oh, what kind of fare? Um, kind of fare? Uh, I like Chinese fare. Uh, Usually in the mornings I'll have a plate or bowl of Chinese fare. After that, I like to kind of stick to my roots and just have some classic American fare. <laughs> this might sound crazy, but I actually really like fusion fare. Fusion fare is basically where two totally disparate fares are combined into one, like often really large fare. Tex-Mex um, is an accessible example that I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with by this point. And hey, I love making connections. So I just want to say the following. Um, Jay, you mentioned American Fair. And Joe, your last name is Para, which sounds and I guess means pear fruits. So Mm -hmm. I just want to point out, like, these two statements are connected in ways which seem almost too obvious to spell out. But pears are American Fair, which, which means Jay... You want to eat Joe after your morning Chinese fair? (laughs) And hey, even earlier, you were talking about us being conjoined and all that. And you taking a big fat bite out of my face? Like, something's going on here. Oh, I'm zombie. I want to eat my friend. (laughs) Dude. If you were really a zombie, I'd take you out with a shotgun straight to the head. 
Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking epic. It would be like a video game or a zombie movie, like to the max. Like it would be gory, sure, but under such circumstances, it would probably seem like the decision to engage in such defensive maneuvers would be inevitable. After all, like what is gore but simply the result of some important decision someone made? Probably the decision of a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, just don't feel shy, right? If I'm ever a zombie or a werewolf, don't let your personal feelings get in the way. <laughs> Fucking blast me, man. Like, gore is just, it's an outcome of a path you choose. Nothing to be frightened by. Honestly, it'll be better for everyone. And. It'll be like the plot of some cool movie. Jay, don't take it personally. But I chuck a few grenades in there too. And I do some kind of crazy flamethrower like is Quentin Tarantino's latest movie. I like my zombies extra crispy. <laughs> Damn, Joe. You are effortlessly cool. You're, you're like Chuck Norris or Vin Diesel or <laughs> those guys combined or something. Yeah. yeah. What do they say about Chuck Norris again? Like all those crazy facts about you've heard these, I'm sure. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, hey, if you spell Chuck Norris in Scrabble, you win <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I read this one this morning. Chuck Norris doesn't sleep. He waits. And, and another one I read at luncheon. Chuck Norris recently had the idea to sell his urine as a canned beverage. It's now called Red Bull. <laughs> He's macho as all hell. Thanks for comparing me to him, guys. That's really nice of you to say. Of course. And by the way, listeners, before you hound us about these so-called Chuck Norris facts... Yeah, we know these aren't actual facts, but come on, they're just funny phrases about him. And we here at Up Close and Personal reserve the right to repeat them on our podcast to get some laughs from each other and from you, the audience. So don't come criticizing us after this. Just don't fret, dear listeners. (laughs) It's no big deal. So uh, anyways, Joe, um the hell else is going on yeah joe and by the way just guys i'm gonna start the countdown to the patreon only segment of the cast and in, in a moment if that's fine no problem the noise doesn't bother me at all and what's going on I, I was thinking about what i wanted to say on your podcast this morning while having my morning meal you know my first meal of the day i got to thinking man The name of the podcast is Up Close and Personal with Those Timeless Creatives. So I just just thought maybe we could get creative and start talking. Well, Up Close and Personal. Yeah, no, sounds perfect. Um, Where should we begin? I think we should talk about our deepest, darkest thoughts and secrets. Oh, damn. Yeah, no, that's uh, so awesome. (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to get into the goodies. I'm rubbing my hands together. Let's really get in the meat of things. Sure enough. Which one of us crazy creatives wants to go first? I think I'd like to hear Matthew go first. Joe, I was hoping you would want that because that is 100% what I want. I want to share my dark thoughts with you and the patrons of the world as well. Yes. Do tell, do tell. Sure. Um... Yeah, I have a dark secret that I'll share with you shortly. And I also had a dark thought recently that I'll share here now. Um, The dark thought is that I thought about, I honestly thought about socking a guy who was being rude to me at the mart. So so you were at a mart? A mart just means market, right? Like, mart is synonymous with market where they sell vegetables? That's the one. Wow, you were at this mart, and there was a guy. <laughs> what happened with the guy? Was he being rude to you? Or? Yeah. The man of the mart was being rude to me. He was wearing a hat and a suit and sort of a, a big, big jacket. 
He was rude to me in the aisle. I didn't like it. Later, I left the Mart and went to the parking lot. Then I went to the car and got in and began to drive. I drove all the way home and then put away my veggies and other healthy snacks. As I put away these items, I had the thought, I want to sock that damn fucker. Like, right in the kisser. You don't say. That's remarkable. I did not expect that. My dark thoughts are usually very peaceful. For example, I often daydream about the end of the world, which is admittedly pretty dark. But my fantasies about end times are marked by a decidedly serene quality. My reveries, the world comes to an end, but with nary a complaint from its inhabitants. Everyone knows that the world has run its course, including the birds, the bees, and the equidae, which is, of course, of course, a horse callback. So yeah, anyways, the world comes to a peaceful end and everything goes back to heaven or purgatory. The stillness in the vacuum of space is palpable. I mean, normally the stillness in space can be palped, but in this case, it is extremely easy to palp it, like the space is extra empty or something, you know? You know, it it's crazy you started talking about these dark thoughts, because, you know, they relate to some of my secrets as it happens. Oh, do tell, do tell, civil play. Well, it's always been a secret of mine that I'm scared of stars. Like, stars in space. Hmm. Imagine being in, like, open space and suddenly a, a giant flaming fireball comes whizzing at you at the speed of light. Yeah, I don't picture a lot of survivors in this incident. Yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> my friend, that's terrifying. I agree with Matthew. I'll never look at the stars the same way again. And while I find it pretty unlikely I'll visit outer space, given my current career proclivities towards acting, performing on podcasts and the like, if I ever do manage somehow to get there, Maybe on a mission to deploy the world's first comedy satellite or spaceship or uh, space station or um, something. <laughs> well, anyway, if I get there, I'll be always sure to look over my shoulder for errant stars on the path towards me and mine, leading to inevitable total annihilation. Yeah, be safe out there, man. I suppose I should share what I hinted at earlier. You know, my uh, my dark secret. Shoot! You know, you already gave us your dark thought. Might as well keep the train going. Yeah, man, spit it out. Out with it. Damn, aggro over here. Well... <laughs> Sorry. My big dark secret is that I'm scared of mice. Mice? Yeah, mice. You know, like innocent brown mice or innocent white lab mice. You know, those those innocent creatures that eat cheese and live in the holes in our house. I just can't stand to look at them. I tend to scream like an elephant when I do look at them. Wow. I don't mean to disagree, but I actually like mice. Funnily enough, that was a secret I was going to share with you. I never told another soul on God's green earth, but I actually like mice. Innocent mice or guilty mice doesn't matter. I just like the creatures. I think it's their little fur that I find so charming. And they run on a wheel, which reminds me of wheels of cheese. (laughs) Cheese is so tasty. It makes me giddy with excitement. The coagulation of milk from various animals? Who knew coagulated masses could be so delicious? Trust me, I know. (laughs) I am a cheese freak. Like, Yesterday, I realized, I realized halfway through the day, like, that all I'd eaten so far was cheese. <laughs> like, I'd been eating pieces of cheese straight from a block of cheese. Like, I love cheese. I mean, yesterday was just proof of that. <laughs> Seriously. No, cheese is some of the best food in the world. I, I wish I could have some cheese now and crackers. And wow, I I love cheese-flavored products, too. 
Whenever I see a cheese-flavored product at the convenience store, I'm sure to buy it. <laughs> or at least note it so that I might buy it another time, you know. Perhaps a time when I'm hungrier. Uh, well, Matthew and Jay, or should I say uh, Wallace and Gromit, because they love cheese too. <laughs> what, what is your favorite kind of cheese? Uh, I like American. American. I like American or cheddar, but I'm glad to find out that the two of you are as much of cheese heads as I am. I simply cannot get enough cheese. It's so good you guys understand to the point where I want to run to the fridge right now and get some. God, I feel like such a goofball professing my undying love for cheese. <laughs> Joe is fucking goofy, huh, Matthew? <laughs> Joe's fucking goofy? <laughs> Who is he? Goofy's wife? <laughs> <laughs> Epic. <laughs> Epic. I never thought of that. And Jay, any dark thoughts to share before we end the show together? I don't know. Matthew always has something funny to say. Um, yes, I can share a quick dark thought. Um, well, it's not really a thought. It's more of a concept. I was just thinking about Voldemort, who's portrayed by Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a classic movie baddie. <laughs> Definitely kind of a dark dude. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that guy. He he's just crazy. He's always doing some real mean wild stuff. And how about Gollum? Yes. He was always like Gollum, Gollum, like he sounded so horrible. Like I'm just glad he went away in the end. I'm glad most baddies seem to go away, at least by the end. Hey, speaking of the end, let's end this podcast peacefully. I hear you loud and clear. A peaceful end to a nonviolent podcast. Thanks for having me. Peace, y'all. Peace, Peace y'all. <laughs>